Welcome to the show, Rachel. Thank you for having me. Yeah. <laughs> I can't sing. That's it. That's a, that's as far as I'll go. That's as far. Do you ever sing in public? I wouldn't. I wouldn't sing in private. Really? Yeah. If it was a stunt, would it cause you more anxiety? Yeah. To do that than to do something physical or something. I'd rather get um, tased in the vagina. What? Yeah. Than sing? Yeah. I just am not good at singing. I don't want to. I, I feel like me singing is torturous <laughs> to other people. Oh, you know what might help? We have the audio going. None of that was captured. Yours was. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> we'll just like add well, subtitles to those parts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll just we'll just add in insert shots of me going like this. Yeah. Exactly. Just me nodding. Mm -hmm. No, we're going to we're going to keep the stuff of you being that you'd rather. Yeah. Be tased in the vagina mm -hmm. than sing in public. Yeah. Josh Adam Myers asked me to do jam in the van. I was like, can I rap? And then I was like, hmm, what song can I safely rap in public? Oh, <laughs> I'm yeah. like Eminem, MGK. Uh, right. <laughs> um, yeah. What's the other guy? Uh, Logic. I don't know. <laughs> Vanilla Ice. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Have you, did you ever have to, to sing? Um, for school or anything yeah. like that like for assemblies drama, or anything yeah oh, for, for drama, drama class they they well they tried to make me sing and i just failed i took the f really yeah wow i think i i think i tried to rap instead she's like no sing and i was like this is me singing <laughs> <laughs> yeah that i mean this could be i mean you revealing this could be ammunition to the, your jackass crew. i know i know well i mean you know I, uh, I mean, because what they could do, I mean, my wheels are already turning, <laughs> is all of a sudden they take you to a baseball game. I know, that would be my worst. And then they're like, here to sing the national anthem, uh, Rachel Wilson. Have you ever seen Roseanne Barr's version of it's that? It's so bad. Yeah, it would be worse than that. It, yeah. I would make Roseanne Barr look like a, like a fucking uh, soprano. She really, like, owned it that it was bad, though. And yeah. Yeah, she, like, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, this could be a weapon. I know. I don't know if I'm afraid to admit anything on this podcast because <laughs> it might get back. It's to... research. <laughs> I just ask you like questions. What are your and... fears, hmm, Jeremiah? Hmm. Why do you why, ask wait, that? Why do you ask that? <laughs> You're loosely connected with mm -hmm. some of my friends in the Jackass yeah. group. Who sent you? Yeah, is Rick Cossack behind that curtain mm -hmm. over there? He What's going is. on? He probably is. Yeah, yeah. Good to uh, good to have you on the pod. Good to. Um, I've been seeing you, I mean, we've known each other for uh, quite a while now through the Los Angeles scene. Oh, yeah. And um, it's uh, it's always cool to see when somebody is a hard worker and it pays off. And it's like um, the, the the quote as, uh, as it's when being prepared meets, do you know what I mean? When preparation and opportunity and when luck and opportunity. <laughs> I honestly, I don't know how I, I know got exactly, here. Actually, I, that's literally exactly. I was like, I'm gonna try to do this. I and probably then I'm shouldn't have smoked it. that blunt before this podcast. Yeah, um, I, I literally have no excuse. Um, time and yeah. When time preparation meets opportunity. No, when. Is it your butcher? It's honestly, I think it's when. Uh, what what are the three things that luck, opportunity, and preparation? Luck, opportunity, and preparation. When they yin and yang and have a threesome then that's when things yeah. happen yeah something 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 worked out here it wasn't that quote but yeah 
Um, we're gonna have to Google that one. Um, yeah, I really hope that someone gets a tattoo of what we just quoted. <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh, wait, like, it's opportunity and time, or opportunity and luck and time, because it's like, or it's opportunity and time meet luck, or no, it's yeah. like a Venn diagram. Mm -hmm. Let's just say that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, this is our own version. Right. It's a Venn diagram of opportunity. Yeah. Preparation. Mm -hmm. And luck. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Yeah, that's right? what I think it is. Right, a Venn diagram. I think yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, thank you for uh, for saying all, all that stuff. I don't, <laughs> I don't know where we were going. I think the compliment got yeah. lost in the mix of us butchering I that statement. Ta but anyway, you. what I was saying is like, you have been hustling in the stand-up scene for a long time. And it's cool when uh, people who work hard get an opportunity and they capitalize on it thank that's you. what i was trying to say thank you yeah i never wanted to be one of those people that got the opportunity and they were like uh she didn't she doesn't deserve it you know what i mean like oh yeah I, 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 if anything people can say about me is i i hustle i work hard yeah you know well the good thing is now that that um you know you have this jackass stuff going on people are paying more attention to they want to know more about you right and then they're like She's a stand-up comedian on top of that? Mm -hmm. That's so cool. Yeah. Let me check it out. And because you put in the time and the mics and the shows and stuff like that, they're not disappointed when mm -hmm. they go to see you. They're pleasantly surprised, which is always where you want to be. Like you want people go in with low expectations, like, uh, how funny can this person be? Like they're uh, I don't know them for that thing. Right. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. Um for me. You know, when I got this movie, I was three years into stand up, which is such a baby. I mean, I still consider myself a baby in terms of like uh, my career. You know, mm -hmm. I'm six years in now. And, um, you know, for me, I'm not out here trying to claim I'm the greatest comedian or whatever. What I'm saying is um, here I am. Here's where I'm at. Follow me on my journey as I become the comedian I want to be. That's a great outlook and great way to look at it because then people want to root for you. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it's really hard to like someone when, when, if they're like, I'm the best there is at five or six years in. Right. Like I'm so like, you know, just like really like flaunting like their cred and stuff like that. And then you see them and you're like, ah, that was hyped up. Yeah. Like the day after the movie came out, I mean, I was back at the mics working on stand up. I love that. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what I'm always going to that's where you'll find me. I'm a, a student of comedy, um, you know, for life. Like I I don't I don't want to be a student of anything else, really. But I want to learn about comedy. I did a show. I did like a, a headline, a bar show recently uh, where the booker said something that I found odd. It was a nice thing, but like. I found odd. Uh, he said to me, he's like, I, I didn't think you were going to do the show because I thought that you thought that you were past it. I was like, oh, no. And I was like, no, dude. Like, I, like I'm like i grateful that you booked me on this spot, A. And B, if I'm still seeing, like, years ago, like, I would see Bill Burr just pop in and mm -hmm. to open mics and try stuff. I'm like, if that guy is still going to open mics, then I have many years of mics ahead of me that I can oh, yeah. still work on my stuff and not have an attitude about like, oh, I'm too good for this spot or whatever. It's like spot, spot. When I first started, um, I was going to this mic called Fourth Wall and I would see Uncle Joey there. And I was like, if Uncle Joey is here, then I need to be here too. Oh <laughs> yeah, know? oh like, yeah. yeah. If he's working on his craft still, you know, then this is where I'm going to be 
always, you know, working on my craft. Maybe not fourth wall. By but, the right, no. right. But, <laughs> by, by the way, I love um, when uh, when Uncle Joy was on Jerry recently, and he was he was proud of you, giving you you props, and he's like, "Yeah, I think she ate a lizard." Or something. Yeah, she, she ate a fucking lizard. <laughs> yeah, so, I love it. It's, uh, I'll never get that uncle joey's voice out of my head with that well he's got an iconic voice Mm. and he's one of those people that everybody respects so you know our family has our own their own benchmarks for us like along the way but like getting like a a sign off from uncle joey is like oh wow that's awesome i know so grateful i'm very lucky because i've gotten to have a lot of really good mentors in this game and that um i think that's helpful to a young comic spirit yeah you know yeah like i'm i have uh felipe esparza he's a a big mentor of mine he's taking me on the road pretty much like a year into my career yeah that's Um, huge and as as a young comic like we need those shows to kind of build the callus um so that we can become stronger comics you know yeah so i'm 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 very grateful as you know you know you know what it's like to yeah to go through this journey <laughs> go through go through the trenches man you know? yeah as uh as a kid were you uh did you ever do anything like pratfalls or anything like that as a kid pratfalls yeah is that like i i should know what that is um yeah it's like a it's basically like a, a fake fall like oh, falling fake down fall. yeah yeah i do stupid shit like that all the time yeah 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 Pratt fall is is nerdy language and physical comedy for like faking a fall. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I it's only, the clinical term. I, I, uh, I took all the sexy. <laughs> I took all the sexiness Pratt out fall. of it. Yeah, no, I do, I would do dumb dumb stuff. Do you know like who Chris Pratt is? Yeah, is <laughs> that what it's called? It, he coined it years ago. Oh wow, I was, I was <laughs> no. like, uh, I didn't know if um if that was uh his thing, but I didn't want to take it away from him. But yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. I've done. Yeah, I would do. Yeah, I mean, I was a I was a just I was a crazy kid. Yeah. I, I feel like, um, have you, since the movie co- come out, do you have guys come up to you with a certain energy, kind of like <laughs> trying to size you up, like, let's see what this girl's all about. Let's see. Do you have any of that, like um, after shows or anything? I have, what I have are people on Cameo trying to pay me very little money to do weird stuff for for them. <laughs> um, like, uh, you know, they want to see me like, tase like i said tase myself in the vagina or right. i don't know punch myself in the tits you know just the classic it's 25 dollars <laughs> why won't you do actually, it actually it's 18 with taxes <laughs> after, taken after it's removed, yeah, it is yeah. not 25 it's 18 dollars. <laughs> i was scrolling through some of my cameo requests i was like okay i might do this but not for 18 dollars right, you know? right right you gotta up um, this a little bit some guy asked me to hit him with a truck that was cool did you no i would have though if he had the budget Right. Mm-hmm. And the insurance and stuff like that. I don't care about the insurance. Not my problem. <laughs> You're like, I'm not, I, I don't have to sign anything. No. If it's funny enough, we're going for yeah, it. Yeah, let's get the best shot. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a mic right there. Yeah. That is a, it's an effects mic. Okay. So that's the phone. Fu- I sound like T-Pain. Oh, you do? Yeah. There's a filter for that. What? <laughs> See? See? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I bet this would make you feel more comfortable than if you were just like singing normal. Like if, if you if you try to, to sing it all in, in that filter, then it'll give you a, a little something. 
<laughs> Even the mm, it's tempting, isn't it? It's very tempting. <laughs> See? See? It's happening. I just snorted in T-Pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You did a line of T-Pain. <laughs> and we got the snort going. Let's go, dude. Let's go. <laughs> Hello, Rachel. Welcome to your worst nightmare. Thank you for having me. <laughs> but I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say you sound pretty good. I sound horrible. <laughs> I'm at pretty good. There we go. I feel like we're at Sunday service. <laughs> it does feel a little. Thank you, congregation, for joining us. Did you grow up in the church? I grew up in many churches. What do you mean by many churches? Um, Pre-K through eighth grade, I went to a Hebrew school. <laughs> she went to that Hebrew school. Oh, oh, oh. Going to that Hebrew school. Oh, oh, oh. It was pre-K through eighth grade, <laughs> and uh, and then I graduated and went to Catholic school. <laughs> you went, you went, you started off in the in the Judaism, then you moved on over to the Catholicism. I'm kind of like a Jew for Jesus, except not. <laughs> <laughs> My head is spinning right now. This is what happens when you grow up in Vegas. <laughs> That's actually very interesting. Mm -hmm. Pre-K through eighth, Jewish, mm -hmm. then Catholic after that. And then Lutheran. What? And I'm not done yet because my senior year, my parents sent me to a lockdown in Utah that was ran by Mormons. <laughs> Girl, you blowing my mind. Yeah. As someone who grew up pretty religious, your experience is very, very different from mine. This is what we usually what happens in a lot of religions is it is under the same umbrella, right? But then it just gets watered down, like like the umbrella takes a leak. And then the religion trickles down and it gets like, you're less and less involved with that religion. Right. But, but yours is literally all kinds of different beliefs. It's like I went from different gangs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Each one I had to get jumped in by the Lord. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Catholic Ash Wednesday. Mm -hmm. put it on. Yeah. But this is, it's, it's blunt ash. Blunt Ash, mm -hmm. Blunt Ash Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Have you ever done that? Um, no, not with not with a church ash, just Blunt Ash. Right. Yeah. You have done it with the Blunt. No, no, no. I wouldn't disrespect it. Oh. But I have gotten ash on me. Right. I wouldn't. I wouldn't disrespect the. Uh... The blunts. <laughs> the blunts. <laughs> no, never disrespect the blunts. Never disrespect the blunts. Um. But yeah, that's that, Mike. Anyway, oh yeah, can I don't want to force I, you. You can I'm put like, it back. Do I have to sing this? You. Am I going to sing this whole? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I already, I already. You, you, you played enough of like we heard you sing. <laughs> that was my worst nightmare. See, guys, 
It does. <laughs> you didn't know that Rachel was going to be doing a stunt today. <laughs> I'm sorry to anyone who had to listen to that. Um, no, I was actually, it was a lot of stuff in that. What what I, I find when you put someone in uh, outside of their comfort zone a little bit, mm-hmm. sometimes gems happen and, and come about. This was not one of those times. I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't be so sure. The podcast is not over yet. Okay. I'm actually really curious about your religion though, because mm-hmm. so, so I grew up, um, uh, very protestant christian Mm -hmm. like almost it was called church of god holiness which is like uh more strict than baptist okay okay uh but with your and then like eventually like my mom and dad got less and less kind of like into it being that strict basically so then we went to a baptist church at some point and then we went to other churches that were like a non-denominational kind of church and stuff like that right Mm -hmm. uh but with yours what what was the reasoning behind changing mm-hmm. that much? Because Jew, Lutheran to Catholicism is the closest out of those, mm-hmm. but the Judaism yeah. to the other one that's so that's so starkly different. different. Yeah, yeah. Um, they didn't have a Jewish high school in Las Vegas when I was growing up. Um, my parents didn't want to send me to public school because the public schools are like five thousand kids, and they didn't want me to get lost in the system. Yeah. Um. So they sent me to the Lord. <laughs> Um, and, uh, so yeah, they sent me to Catholic school my freshman year cause it was near where my parents worked. So it was out of convenience for them. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and then uh, I was there for like a year. Um, and I couldn't play basketball. I think my grades weren't good enough or something. So I just, it was just not a good experience there. Now, was that because you were, were a rebel or were you actually just having trouble at school? Um, I just struggled in school. I had ADHD. I have ADHD. Um, and, uh, so, so it was hard for me to kind of like learn, um, the, like it was, I just did, I wasn't good at school. Right. It was, it was hard for me. Right. Um, and, uh, so I, I was good at sports and art and because my grades weren't good, I didn't, I wasn't able to play basketball my freshman year of high school. So did you make the team and then they said, no, that- I just wasn't even, I wasn't even able to like, um, try. I don't even think I was able to try out. Cause not I just even didn't eligible to try out. Not if I didn't have the grades. Dang. Yeah. Um, cause they don't want, they don't want sports to get in the way or I don't right. know, you know, did, were you playing basketball before that up mm-hmm. until I played basketball, um, fifth grade through eighth grade. And then when I transferred to the Lutheran school, um, I got better grades and, I was able to play basketball there. Were you good? Yeah. So that was kind of disappointing then. And I mean, I was good, but I wasn't ever good enough that I was going to be like a professional basketball player. Right. Because when I was younger, I was always tall for my age. I was 5'8". I, I was tall when I was younger. And then yeah. as I got older, 5'8 isn't that tall in like college basketball. No, you no. know, you're yeah. more on the early, shorter Early end. on, they're like, man, that girl's huge. Yeah. I choose her for my team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, it was funny because um, when I was in middle school at the Jewish school, like they just they didn't have enough guy players for the basketball team, so they just had me play on the guys' team too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a a bunch of comics who play on Saturdays. Do you ever play? Still? I I went once uh, at the Pan Pacific. Is that what you're talking about? Uh, that's one of the locations. Yeah, yeah. The Both, Pan Pacific Park. Yeah. Um, two two out of the three times I've ever broken something were from basketball. 
one of them was it with the comedians no 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 no. i'm just saying like i it's hard for me to play because i get very aggressive but um i get my i get hurt easily oh so it's like i don't know if i should play because i get i've I've broken two bones from playing basketball in um, really in high school interesting what Mm -hmm. bones i uh popped a tendon and tore a ligament in my ink in my foot and then um, was it off a bad jump or what I was it was going i was driving to the basket um and i was trying to i went up to score and i fell a girl came, like was playing defense and my leg went one way and my body went the other Ugh. so yeah that was one and the other um i was doing something similar and i fell and i fell right on my hand yeah, that'll do it. And then my it. body went another, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that'll do it for sure. So, yeah. Okay. And then I, I wasn't able to play for the rest of the season. So, it's like. Yeah, you know. it's kind of like at that point. I'm sure that's a question you have probably been getting a lot in these press junkets is the, the, the bone breaking question. Well, they've been asking me uh, what, what's the most I got hurt. I didn't break any bones, luckily. Yeah. Yeah. It, I don't know if it's like funny necessarily if girls breaking their bones like where's the comedy in that per se or do you think that we're just not there yet i mean i'm listen for me personally i don't like seeing any gender break but i don't like it doesn't matter what your gender is you know i think when it goes to a break that's when it starts being like oh yeah i think uh i think you know who knows where society will take us i i think historically we don't really like to see women get too hurt um you know, even when um, like Knoxville has been like anytime one of the guys ha- has to be taken to a hospital, mm-hmm. it's a little bit for me. I'm like, oh, man, yeah. you, you want like because you like the cast, right. you want them to be like, I'm good. You right. know what I mean? Like, like, but when you don't you mind see seeing them, someone get hurt as long as they get up, you know? Right. It's fun. Well, that's what I, I used to do. Like when I would do Pratt Falls and stuff uh, a lot uh, on stage, uh, especially earlier on in my stand-up i still do them but uh i used to do them like all the time Mm -hmm. um and i had i one thing that i learned uh when i would do these pratfalls because they looked really good Mm -hmm. if i did not get up right away the joke would eat it because people were genuinely concerned for my well-being right. and and like my health or right. did he just break something and then if i shot up they'd be like huh. <laughs> right Whatever. you can't let the tension go on there too long yeah it's like you gotta you mm-hmm. gotta release that right away other mm-hmm. people are like is rachel dead no, <laughs> no. yeah i mean they're the thing is is like women we do get hurt we experience pain and you know there's there's some of us like to be a little rowdy just like guys you know yeah um i always played sports as a kid and i i had a lot of guy friends and um i was a rowdy girl you know like i i would have bumps and bruises and scratches and playing in mud and bugs and stuff yeah (laughs) so um it's good to see that being represented i think oh for sure so uh, I'm a new dad and I'll tell you what, when my wife gave birth and I witnessed that firsthand, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, women are so much Gnarly. tougher yeah. than, I mean, <laughs> it's insane what the female body goes through right. with, with human birth. Yeah. It's trauma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I'm surprised. Maybe maybe in the future, that's like a stunt on the show. <laughs> Men or <laughs> women giving birth? <laughs> it's like a nine-month stunt. Yeah. Hi, I'm Rachel Wolfson, and this is birth. Yeah, yeah. this is birth, right? <laughs> um, nine I, months I feel ago, like I anyone, had yeah, sex I with I feel my... <laughs> like I would be the only one who'd, at this point, have to be volunteered to do that. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's... Uh, yeah. I'm going to do it with no epidural. <laughs> We're going all natural. Raw dog. <laughs> yeah, Straight. raw dog birth. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It seems... I've never had kids. Um, that that It seems really painful. Yeah, but it's one of those things where uh, once you're past it... I mean, I remember more of it, obviously, because I was there. I remember more of what happened than my wife does because your body blocks out pain right. after a certain threshold. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why I'm able to, like, handle pain. Yeah. Like, I just block it out. Jeremiah Wonders is brought to you by Caliper. We're really in a world where everything's having a great new flavor, including your CBD products. And it's time to try Caliper's dissolvable CBD powder. No flavor, but plenty potent. I mean, I've given this CBD caliper as gifts to friends, my wife, and everybody says that it calms them down and makes them feel like a, a kid on a trampoline. <laughs> caliper CBD powder acts fast, really fast, like 30 times faster than CBD oil fast. Get the benefits of CBD in just 10 minutes. Caliper is the only clinically proven CBD brand on the market. No more guessing how much CBD you're taking. Their easy to use packages have exactly 20 milligrams each. No fillers, no chemicals, or artificial flavors. Go to Flavorless with Caliper CBD and get 20% off your first order when you use promo code Jeremiah at tricaliper.com slash Jeremiah. Try it risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, they'll give you a full refund. That's tricaliper.com slash Jeremiah. Don't forget promo code Jeremiah for 20% off your first order. Let's get back into this episode of Jeremiah Wonders with my pal, Rachel Wolfson. Yeah, well, one of the, the, there was a couple of questions about your pain tolerance Mm -hmm. that maybe we'll get into right now. Because I'm actually, let's get into this next segment. It's called... (laughs) Fanning out. <laughs> Only fans. <laughs> Only fans hang out. Fanning out. Questions from fans. I'm so OCD with certain things. And because I had to check if yours was still recording, because like once I get that in my head, I'm like Oh no, I hate that feeling. I had to get it out. I had to <laughs> I'm glad you did. Yeah, I got it out because like I always hit record on mine at the beginning and I didn't for whatever reason. So that was like, okay. It's like leaving the flat iron on. Are you going to burn down the house or what? Do you know how many times I've left my flat iron on? <laughs> I'm sure this <laughs> is relatable. <laughs> no, it'd be my mom would would dwell on this. Uh, when we were kids with my dad, she'd go, Ken, did you did you close the garage door? Or mm-hmm. did I? <laughs> it, was, it was constant. And then like we'd be gone for 20 minutes. She's like, what if we didn't close it? Yeah. And I'm like, oh. Did you have to turn back around and... We had to in the past. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had to turn back around and then like, of course it was shut. But one out of a hundred times, it would be open. Oh no. So then it was like, no, this isn't like a, you know, it's just enough to to keep propelling that OCD a little bit. Oh yeah. 
Uh, this one comes from um, going off of uh, some of the, the pain threshold stuff. Ian Ira Russo on uh, I know on Ian Twitter. Russo. He's a comedian. Ian Russo. Yeah. Oh, Ian Russo. I think. I, okay, I know. Ian, I believe so. Um, did licking the electric lollipop hurt? Like she barely flinched. It was impressive. Mm-hmm. I'm also curious if they had a guy on set ready to immediately administer scorpion antidote. Both great questions, Ian. Um, licking the taser, it was really uncomfortable. It felt like, um, like sticking your tongue in an electric socket. Mm-hmm. It was. I, yeah, I totally understand why people don't like being tased. Um, yeah. The scorpion bit, we did have medical onset that was there to give um, an, like a anti, what like an anti-allergy or whatever. Like, like inflammatory if I had, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, like if I had an allergic reaction yeah. or something, <clears throat> like Benadryl perhaps. Um, but I, I didn't take any, I never got assistance with any medical assistance while I was on set because uh, I I didn't think I needed any and the whole goal was to see how swollen my lips got. Is is that the most, did they tell you going in, what was the prep like uh, going into that stunt, them saying like, hey, like this is the idea that we have Mm -hmm. for for this bit. Are you down to do this? X, Y, and Z might happen. Is that how they laid it out? Um, No, it was, it's, it's more just like, hey, are you willing to do this? And then they don't tell you what. I mean, there's a. I mean, there's always a possibility that something I'm sure could go wrong. Like I had never, uh, you know, I, I had never, I've never licked a taser before. Not sure if like, if that like, let's say I had a heart problem, I wouldn't. Right. Have, you, you know what I mean? Know. Yeah, yeah. And then, or let's say I was allergic to that certain type of scorpion because they used three different kinds. Like, there's no way to tell that I would be. Yeah, I would have been you've allergic never before. Yeah, this been... isn't something I volunteered to do. I have ever done yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, until... yeah. That makes sense. And so, I mean, there's always risks when you're working on a movie like this that something could happen. Um, but yeah, not, nothing hurts as bad as not making it, Jeremiah. You know, like that's <laughs> and that, painful. But... And they welcome to cold hard facts yeah, with no. Rachel Wolfson. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, because I, I, I was curious about that. Like if. Like anytime they've used snakes in the movies or anything like that, mm-hmm. I'm always curious if the animal trainer has a conversation with Steve-O or anything yeah. like, hey, if you do get bit, we have this amount of time that we need to mm-hmm. like administer a well, shot they to do you or anything have like those, that. They do have those uh, safety meetings right up front with certain things, mainly also to keep the animal safe, you know, right. because they are very serious about making sure that the only things that get hurt are the humans, not the animals. Yes. So it's mainly obviously to protect us, but also to make sure that the animals are protected as well. Now listen, Rachel, uh, <laughs> when the scorpion stings you, make sure you don't punch it back. Yeah. Make sure you don't flick it because mm-hmm. on screen, you know, we don't want to deal exactly. with. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so don't, yeah. Don't stomp on it out of no, instinct as soon as. That right, would have been exactly. so horrible. Oh, yeah, of course. We find out it's like California's national scorpion or something. <laughs> and it's I committed like a federal crime, you know. <laughs> it's a national treasure for mm-hmm. some reason. We have no mm-hmm. idea. Yeah. That it's, was that was Sadie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I knew her. Yeah, they like. They, yeah, exactly. I, I killed like a beloved, 
you know, family member. Yeah, yeah. Someone, someone people started speaking out. Like, <laughs> I had her for 35 years. I know. She's part of my family. That's always the fear, she right? She carried my grandfather's casket on her back <laughs> as we lowered him into the ground. This is ridiculous. No, I, uh, I, I never want to be um, a part of something so tragic. Yeah. As that. No, no, that makes sense. That that's so interesting, especially like you shot the movie during the pandemic they're like all right guys you need to put on your masks and also like don't hurt the animals if they hurt you all right yeah it was uh it's weird because like that we started shooting before the pandemic and then um obviously we were shooting during and jackass became kind of like the gold standard of safety for covid which is for them to be the gold standard of safety of anything you know right <laughs> so uh <laughs> Weirdly enough, that was the safest place to be was the set of Jackass. Well, you're being tested all the time mm-hmm. and you know everybody is clean around you. So mm-hmm. why yeah. not? Yeah. That's great. Uh, this is from, uh, from Mighty underscore Boognish. Uh, love this person. Uh, what is her most nerve wracking weed experience? Oh, wow. Um, nerve-wracking weed experience i've had moment like i went to a concert at the house of blues here years ago i think it was uh on sunset before mm, bone thugs and harmony i believe that's what yeah 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 so i was i i was like i was smoking weed um and at the time I was on like antidepressants and I think like, you know, when you're in a, a concert area or a small space, like you start to feel like you're losing oxygen. I don't know if this happens a lot to other people, but I had some kind of panic attack and I was smoking or everyone around me was smoking. And um, I, I like was very close to passing out, which I have done before at concerts. I, it doesn't happen anymore, maybe because I'm not taking that medication or um, I've just learned to concert better. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. Or I, I just, you know, like I, I always have to make if it's outdoors or something. But um, yeah, that was pretty nerve wracking when when you almost pass out. Like, right have in you had multiple panic attacks on weed or um, n- not multiple? I've had panic attacks. um but it wasn't necessarily because of the weed. Maybe maybe once or twice. I, or I don't know if it was because of the weed or if it's because of like um, out like whatever or a combination of things. Right. Right. Yeah. I uh, I've only had like I think maybe two anxiety attacks or panic attacks, whatever you want to call. It. I don't know if there's a difference, mm-hmm. um, but um, probably more anxiety attacks in my life. Uh, and I didn't know what it was because I had never experienced it before. And then somebody was telling me about their anxiety attacks. I was like, oh, that's what that was. Yeah. Like, I've had only like two of them in my life. And I was like, weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not fun. Yeah, like I woke up recently in the middle of the night um, and I passed out. Like it, I wasn't even smoking, but it was just like I had like an anxiety attack and I woke up on the floor. Weird. But that's the only time that's that's that happened probably like a couple of months ago. But I was I was very anxious at the time so yeah so uh, i think people just experience anxiety differently oh for sure you know and panic yeah. attacks but there's things you can do you know like to uh to you know i exercise i try to um well i still smoke as much weed as <laughs> as i did before so do you i mean do you get munchies 
when you yeah. you do yeah because you stay you stay thin i don't feel thin right now i actually feel pretty heavy but i also i work out like i i i work out pretty consistently yeah um that, and i, I mean, think that's i think huge. when you smoke a, for a long time you kind of get used to that the munchy type like that that sensation so you don't have to pounce on it as right much. like it's just more of um just like a byproduct of yeah yeah <laughs> okay that makes yeah. sense I've never smoked before, so I'm always curious. Like you should try with... it. You try to get me to sing, I'll get you high. <laughs> That's my stunt. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremiah tries weed. Yeah. <laughs> we love it. Cue music. Uh, okay, this is an odd question, but we'll go for it. Okay. Pieface47 on Twitter says, Rachel, how long do you think it would take for Steve-O to puke if he was strapped in a chair in a kitchen surrounded by five microwave turned on five minutes and the contents in each are a used diaper of Preston Lacey, a slab of salmon, Munster cheese, falafel, and your socks. Oh, wow. Um, well, I think, I think pretty quickly, like I could see it happening within a minute, 30 seconds. Like if, I mean, dep- like as soon as that stench hits you. Do you have a strong stomach for, uh, for throwing up? It's weird because like I feel like that's a mind thing with me, you know, it, it's because um, uh, I hate to say that I have a lot of experience in throwing up. I, I I just I feel like I've just gotten sick a lot, you know, like I'm a thrower upper, not like not like you throw up when you're sick. Yeah, like I throw up yeah. when I sick yeah, when I'm sick sense. and um, and uh, yeah, so <laughs> I feel like for me, there's a point where I can. I can like talk myself out of dry heaving. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, to a point. Yeah, you can meditate a little bit and, I don't know. and not make it happen as much. I watched so much throwing up on this set. Oh, I bet. and I, I somehow managed to keep it together because I feel like I feel like it's very easy for me to throw up, like to get triggered. Oh, really? You know what I mean, yeah, I don't know, but I just was like, I need to, yeah, talk just. I'm I gag a lot, mm-hmm. but I it's very rare that I yeah. actually throw up. I when I have have had food poisoning, I usually have to stick a finger or something, yeah. and literally it takes a lot because my stomach's like, no nah, man, why are you throwing up perfectly good food? Right? Like, what are you doing? And then I I've eventually like before some shows and stuff. I've like forced myself to throw up and then I feel better and then I'll do do the show right. and then I'll be like, oh, I have something yeah. wrong with me. Like that's what I'm saying is like I have nerve, you know, my it all ties into the anxiety and nerves and stuff. So like that's why I feel like I have like a weak stomach in that sense. Right. But but I, I actually ended up going to the hospital while we were shooting Jackass for food poisoning. Like it had nothing to do with the film. Oh, really? <laughs> but we were in the middle of shooting and like I ended up in the hospital one was night. Was it something on set or randomly? No, no, no. It was nothing yeah. on set. It was something I ate off set. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm like, I That's can't believe so I'm here funny. and not for the movie. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> so. But maybe just being in that mix, they're like, all right, you're in your stripes. Kid. I know. They were like, we should have sent a camera. And I was like, yeah, next time, you know. I mean, that, yeah, that would have been interesting. I get food sure. poisoning, not like often, but like every, every, probably like once a year. I mean, I think that's more than the average person. Yeah. Mo- or, mo- or maybe you're eating enough good different foods where you're just getting one bad luck of the draw i just think it's that i just think it's like maybe you're maybe you're eating more eclectic than some other people because i think that's what it is is like if you stick to your normal restaurants and your normal Uh foods i usually like i've gotten food poisoning like about three to five times in my life now yeah one was in ireland uh 
which I don't know if it was food poisoning or if it was neurovirus, which is something that you can get from shaking hands over mm-hmm. there because we were doing meet and greets mm-hmm. and stuff. I think it was neurovirus because I w- we were all like on our almost deathbeds and we still were doing shows. Wow. Um, and then uh, one was from a comedy club. It was the salad dressing at a comedy club. Sounds about right. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. I was trying to be healthy. Yeah. Like of all, like I was like trying to do it. Nope. And then, yeah, of course it, it bit me. I was like, I should have had the freaking burger. <laughs> yeah. the, the frozen burger that they thought out of that rest, mm-hmm. you know. They kill the, the bacteria when they cook it. Exactly. You know. And and if it's salad, it's something like the, with mayonnaise or something in it. Yeah. And if it's just sitting out, it's like. Ugh. Yeah. Not a good combo. We both now we both start on yeah, control. I feel vomiting. like I'm gonna throw up. Okay, no. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, this comes from Christian F forty four oh one. I'm sure you've gotten this question a lot. Were there any major pressures being the first female jackass star? Uh, what was it like around all the guys? Um, I never like felt necessarily pressure because of my gender per se I felt the pressure because I was new and I was coming into this family that had um you know they they've been around each other for many many years and so I knew that I was there for a reason so that to, it wasn't necessarily about being a female it was like okay I, I want to prove myself that I can be a jackass too mm-hmm. you know and uh the being around the guys was amazing some of the best moments of my life just getting to know them and spending time with them and um because i grew up watching these guys on tv i was a i was an mtv kid i grew up watching jackass so it really was like so surreal you know i met my heroes and they're awesome you know that's the best that's the best to hear that did you say yes to every stunt that got uh proposition to you was there any that you're like eh? i i said yes to everything they asked me um i knew what i was getting myself into essentially when i agreed to come um be a part of this of so i was like no matter what i'm gonna say yes because i trust them <laughs> i think that's dangerous but they're to me they're comedy geniuses so i'm always coming from a place of like it's gonna be funny and that's what the goal is to get the best shot. So, um, it, I was down to clown since day one. Yeah, that, that's what I always feel like when you're working. Uh, if if you get to work with people uh, that are that talented, like at the end of the day, they're wanting what is the funniest. Mm-hmm. So they're looking out for you in that regard. Right. They're like they're never going to put you to a place where it's more harmful than funny. Right. I mean, there's a line, obviously, and. Um, I think that line does need to be explored. And also, I just always want to come from a place of of funny, of comedy. So I'll tell you what, uh, I felt like uh, Danger Aaron went the hardest in. Yeah. In Jackass Forever. Oh, yeah. He crushed. He, he crushed literally it. I was like, because he's great in the other movies, but I really felt like he was like, no, I'll do that. Yeah. Like, I felt like he went out of his way to be like. I'm going to do some mm-hmm. of the crazy stuff because in some of the other movies, he's not featured as much. And right. I was like, he is one of the main guys in Jackass Forever. It's really cool to see how each of these guys have came into their own as uh, as men, you know, as as they're older now. And there's something funny to older men. I mean, not older, but like watching these guys grow up. Right. Oh, and totally. watching the and, and, and I mean, 
they really comedically have come into their own and each in their own individual ways. They are all so funny. Every single one of yeah. them. Um, and, uh, and it was really cool to see Aaron, um, become the superstar in this, know. in this movie. Cause you're right. I think in the other ones, you know, he, he was, he was not as prominent as he was in forever. He he literally like I text him after the fact. I was like, dude, you destroyed this. Even though Terror Taxi is one of the greatest um, stunts of all time. I know. And but I mean, I think it, it was like watching all of all of the best of Terror Taxi in forever. You know yeah. what I mean? The best of Aaron. So do you, do you feel linked kind of like for life with like Zach and Jasper and, and Poopies and those guys, since you guys are kind of like the new crew that are going oh, those into are this. my bros. Yeah. yeah. We got Manaka. He's in uh, the UK. Um, we got Jasper, Zach, Poopies. I mean, these are my bros. Yeah. We went through something crazy. Yeah. Um, Your own like trauma bonding camp yeah. together. Yeah. 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 And uh, I, I love them all so, so much. They picked like such a good group of, of um, guys to, to, to bring on and, I just feel lucky that I got to be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's dope. It's dope. I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a genuine fan of the franchise and uh, of your performance and everything in the Thank movie. You, so Jeremiah. it was, it was cool. It was very cool to see just as like a, a peer and as a friend, I was like, yeah. it made me so proud and happy. Like it was, it was awesome. That means a lot. Thank you. Yeah, Jeremiah. absolutely. And it was cool that we got to freaking, we, we, oh yeah, we saw it together saw, at uh, the Grove. At the Grove with Rick and Zach and Jasper and yeah. Dark Shark. Oh my God, Dark Shark also is one of the funniest. Oh my in, in Forever as well, and um, I can't wait until four point five comes out because I think, yeah, I think people are going to be just as stoked on that. Do you too. have some? Do you have some fun stuff in uh, four point five? I'm, I'm, I have stuff in four point five. It's all yes. fun stuff. Um, yes. so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just excited. I'm just excited for for people to see what we put together. Oh, it's, I mean, all of the point fives have been really fun in the past. Oh so. yeah. This one is just as good. Oh, yeah. That makes so I, I, it's, it's crazy. Cause it's like, I, I feel like they're both so good. So, I mean, forever was good. So I think, yeah, I'm excited. Oh, well, I mean, I always, it's so interesting to me just like as a director, what Tremaine decides mm -hmm. to be like, this is for, for, the main, but then the point five, like, cause some of the point five stuff end up being some of my favorite stunts yeah. and stuff like that. Some people might like the point fives more than, than the, um, the regular version. I think, uh, some people like the documentary style and, yeah. and, and that kind of vibe, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this one comes from, uh, uh, well, the, there's people who just sent compliment tweets. Oh, we love that. Your way. Um, uh, a girl sent in, not a question. This is why at Y Wolf. Not a question. She's just so beautiful and I love her. Just let her know, please. Oh, I love, I love her. I love you back. There you go. Uh, this one is an interesting one. This one's from, from, uh, from, from <laughs> Katoy78. Do you already have or down the road doubts about labeling yourself a jackass? Parentheses, I wouldn't. Uh, I don't have any doubts about labeling myself I think, as I think a jackass. He, maybe the question comes from a place of like, uh, are you worried about like that being like an image thing? Right, right. I get what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've never really been concerned about that kind of thing because 
everyone's always going to have an opinion about you anyways. Like when I first started, everyone had an opinion about my weed advocacy. Um, They thought that I was a weed comedian. But when you actually see me on stage, oftentimes I don't even talk about weed, you know. Um, Oh, that's interesting. So because you you happen to post stuff. Yeah, it's an advocacy thing for me because I think people should have access to clean medicine, you know, whether and and uh, I think cannabis is a great plant um, drug, whatever. Because there is a pretty big difference that I've known because I've known legit stoner comedians who make it literally it's a chunk of their set and Mm -hmm. you're seeing them sorry so the other Mm -hmm. day i was high it's like that's a huge difference of hey i like weed it's something that i advocate if i talk about it in one bit that's great but you're not gonna don't expect to see that the whole time i'm on stage right like my online presence is very different than my on stage presence like um and so for me uh I've never really anyone else's like opinion of of what I'm doing has never stopped me from whatever it is that I'm doing because whatever I'm doing is obviously working you know or yeah, at yeah, least yeah. it's yeah. I I it's I gotten just, you this far right. et cetera et cetera so yeah. um you know when I when I said yes I knew like I said what I was getting myself into and to be labeled a jackass in this world is kind of an honor so <laughs> oh absolutely um I like yeah it's cool I love um seeing and i've always loved this it goes way back to the tv show and the movies like when brad pitt or like eric andre in the recent movie they're clearly fans of the show or the franchise and they're like how do i get involved Mm -hmm. and they come by and do like a guest star i've always loved that about people who are like down like they're showing like they want to pay homage to like like you said the comedy geniuses that that is jackass well that's the thing is people um who have watched the franchise know that jackass is truly just a big group of friends that you know people are always rotating in and out and that's what makes it so um i think that's what makes it so popular even over time because jackass is a representation of of society it's a reflection of i think yeah what's currently going on obviously that's why you know um jackass has even evolved to what what the cast is now they knew they needed to uh adapt to the times otherwise um i'll tell you what uh jackass having black people in it the dark shark reactions yeah were some of the funniest things in the movie just like because it's like that like white people are crazy like like why would you why would you do this (laughs) my favorite is when he looks at aaron with the uh when they're doing the tarantula and he's like this is your shit you know like (laughs) why are you scared yeah 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 yeah. um yeah i think that it's important that they that representation matters and they knew that going into this um that jackass it needed to evolve with its audience well you've had to feel it as being the first female mm-hmm. jackass member you've had to feel it from fans reaching out and being like thank you mm-hmm. i've i'm a fan of this and i always wanted to see a girl and you w- you did it yeah. you went for the, it and you held your own been like really overwhelming as far as like the positive me- like the messages i get in my dms from guys and girls um are really really cool cuz i was always wonder i always wondered like how the fans would react to all of us coming in, you know, new and then all uh, the differences that we bring, you know, I felt like as somebody who is a fan of the franchise, I felt like they did it very seamlessly. Mm-hmm. And it's something that 
could have easily gone bad where it's just like it looked like the it could have looked easily like the cast was not like so and so passing the torch or welcoming people in but they were being forced right to be with new people who they didn't mm-hmm. want want to be with and everybody in the cast gels really well it's fun that was something that they really took um particular like they when we came in so they all got to throw names into the hat for new cast members oh cool all the ogs yeah yeah um and so when they had us come in for a test shoot that was one of the things they wanted to see was the chemistry with between us old and new cast i mean they were always when they i think knoxville mentioned when they were bringing up doing another movie that they had in mind bringing on a new cast that was always part of the plan per se so um so when we shot the first day of the test shoot, I remember them quickly. You could see pretty quickly them realizing that there's something here to this. Yeah. And that because um, a lot of the the footage that you see in the movie are from the test shoot. Really? Mm-hmm. There were two days of test shooting and there's a, a bunch of content that made it. Now, in there. were there other uh, girls who were the, they were auditioning? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Natalie Palamides and Courtney Peruso. They're I think both, they're in some yeah, of the, yeah, they're, right? Um, they're um, impro- impro- I, I, improv um, comedians. Mm-hmm. Uh, physical. Like they're v- very into, they do some really crazy jackass style. If you see what they do, it, it it's appropriate, you know, um, yeah. it fits the vibe. Um, and they're both really, really cool girls and um, I got to meet them. I spent like, I think I met I met them once, but yeah, I don't know. That's cool. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's get into this next segment. Let's do uh, it. We have two segments left. Uh, we're going to do the segment called Wig right now. Wig. Damn it, Chester. <laughs> Damn it, Chester. I left you a note. I told you not to eat my beets. Well, I didn't see that your your name was on it or anything like that. I literally, it says Tanya's Beats. Don't eat. Are you? I understand you're trying to get your rap career off the ground, but <laughs> it's not working with these notes. I thought that it was something, I thought it was lyrics to one of your songs. I didn't realize that it was actually like one of... It is lyrics to my song, and it's also a note for you. Please don't eat my beats. Okay, so I, I'm just confused here. Just I'm trying to figure things out. Like, am I not supposed to eat the beats, and I can't eat your meat in the fridge either? Please don't eat my beats or my meat. Please respect my feet. Respect your feet? What, is, what does that have to do with, with what's in the fridge? This is just, I'm working on my rap career. Okay, listen, Tanya, <laughs> all right? When you come at me with rap lyrics, I can't take you seriously about roommate stuff, all right? You've been doing this to me for a while where you start rapping at things about me, but I think it's one of your songs, but then you're actually requesting real things that you want out of me. Chester, quit being a pester. See, I can't tell if you are freestyling right now or if that's like, am I am I actually pestering you lately? I'm being for real. <laughs> you, <laughs> please don't make me squeal. <laughs> All right, okay, so maybe you're upset that I ate your bacon in the fridge. Is that part of what's going on right now? You ate my bacon too? Yeah. Did you not read the note? I said, please don't eat my bacon. It's for Macon. Yeah, but who is Macon? 
It's me. I'm. It's for making. I'm making it. I'm you, making the bacon. You spelled it like making, like in Georgia. Uh, yeah. Well, when that's you, not even the when you when you grow up in uh, in the United States education system, you might spell things differently. Listen, just tell like it is. <laughs> we both live in Arkansas. All right. Mm -hmm. We get it. All right. Listen. My favorite rib place shut down because they're dealing meth out of there. That's facts. Meth. Yeah, meth. Why you say it like you never heard it in Arkansas? You know what meth is. <laughs> oh man, that's messed up. See, I don't understand. Like, like, like lyrically, like it seems like you're trying to work out stuff, and and I I don't quite grasp like what you're saying to me. I wish you'd just be more direct with me, cause I can't tell if you're singing at me or rapping at me, or if it's something that you want out of me. Chester. Yes, Tanya. <laughs> Please don't eat my beads. Please don't. Okay. Thank you. That's uh, all. Please don't make me repeat. <laughs> See, you're like a nurse, Seuss, because where I come from, women can't be doctors. Oh. Yeah, I said it. Yeah. Dr. Seuss was a man where I come from. That is the most repulsive thing I have ever heard. Is it really the most repulsive thing you ever heard that I think that Dr. Seuss is a man and a man's job only? I think Dr. Seuss, I was just saying right now, I think Dr. Seuss can rhyme better than your ass. Oh, wow. You, you done pissed me off. You done feathering that hair, Tanya? Good <laughs> God. What is going I, on over I there? I feel like I can't see between my bangs, Chester. <laughs> you can't see between I can't your see, bangs? I'm, I, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like I need a, <laughs> I feel like I need, I need windshield wipers for my bangs. <laughs> Oh, to, cl to cl clear the palate off your forehead? I'm I'm serious. Do you need a barrette or a clip or something? Uh, I would love a beret. Why do you look like a human shih tzu right now? <laughs> what is happening? I would love to be someone's human shih tzu. You would love to be someone's human shih tzu? I would love to co die, come back, and be uh, uh, someone's human shih tzu. That's what you believe if you have good karma that you're going to come back as someone's shih tzu? I, I, I would love to be a la someone's lap dog. Really? Mm-hmm. Better than better than a human dog. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever it takes for me to get a better wig. All right. Well, uh, I'm glad we had this conversation. Honestly, please don't, please just stop eating the food in my fridge. That's all you need to say to me, Tonya. Okay. That's all you need to say. I'm sorry, my rap career is personally affecting you. It's more like too. a. Uh, it's more like a Reynolds rap career right now. I don't know what's going on. You keep talking about food. You keep talking about rap players. I don't know what's happening. I don't know. I think it's, there's something in the beats. Did you hear that squirrel? Roof. Was that a squirrel me. or raccoon? Or tonight's dinner. <laughs> Cue music there. Cue music there. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Am I going to get in trouble for appropriating that accent? No. Good grief. Somebody posted on one of my things recently. They're like, oh, you're making fun of the South. I'm like, can we just shut up? Okay, so my about... mom is from Savannah, Georgia. So I feel like I can. I'm from Kansas. I have family in Mississippi. Oh, yeah. Why are we even having to justify voices? They're voices. It's silly. Yeah. It's so silly. If you're just doing the voice, I mean, like, where's the line at that point? Like, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm not about, you know, like, you know, saying anything, whatever. Not going to get into that, but. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But yeah, if it's just a voice, I'm like, and you're not like trying to be 
a racist person with yeah. it. Yeah. You're doing a you're doing a character. Yeah. It's we can't silly. have characters anymore. Remember when we used to have characters? <laughs> you're being ageist right now. You did an old person's voice. Oh. True. You're appropriating yep. time. Time. <laughs> uh, so this is the final segment of the podcast. It is called Sax Talk. Oh. Sax Talk. The year was seventh grade. <laughs> It was a uh, beautiful summer day. And my friends had just asked me if I wanted to go to the movies. When I arrived, I noticed that my crush was also there. And we spent the entire movie making out. Yeah. I don't even remember what the movie was, but I do remember he tasted like popcorn. And uh, I went home later that day. And uh, my mom came home and she came upstairs and asked me. (laughs) Um, She asked me what I was doing at the movie theaters making out with this boy. And this was before the Internet. So I had somehow gotten caught making out with a boy in seventh grade before the internet. And I still don't know to this day how that happened. And I was grounded for a long time. And that's the tale of how I got caught making out with a boy in seventh grade before the internet. Moms have a weird spidey sense about stuff, huh? It's so weird. It's like how in any possible timeline would she know that that happened? I don't know. She won't even give up her sources. It's so weird. It's so weird how that, how they'll just know stuff. Yeah. Cuz me as a dad, I don't th- I don't I don't think we have that. <laughs> I know. I think it's going to be your wife who's going who's to have all the, oh, the no, radar no. of everything. No, no, no. I'm literally a clueless, like, just wandering guy. Are who... you guys going to play good cop, bad cop? You know what? I think so because um, I'm very fun, but I do have a side to me that is um, that I'm, I think I'll have to be the disciplinarian I with, feel with like, things. I feel like your child one thing that will crush them is you telling them that you're very disappointed in them. I agree with you. Yeah. I would hate because, to hear you say that. Because um I I'm a, I try to I try, you know, s- s- some some days you have to try harder than others, but 
I try to be a very positive person and like throughout my life mm -hmm. and, and just a positive impact on like people who are friends or family or people yeah. who I love. And when I'm disappointed in someone, I'm legitimately like, damn, it's, it's like that if they let me down, it takes a lot for somebody to let me down. Yeah. I'm a very, like, I'm a very loyal person. Yeah. So if somebody lets me down and I actually tell them that they usually feel it because I don't tell people they that. They feel it in their soul. Because it's like, why would I, I'm a positive person. Why right. would I offer up that information? Yeah. So like, yeah. Um, yeah. So those of you listening or watching at home, I hope you never, never disappoint truly, him. truly disappoint me. <laughs> and uh, reach out to Rachel on social media, guys. Yeah. Um, she's been a phenomenal guest. I appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you for letting me sing T-Pain. Um, of course. <laughs> T-Pain's going to be calling you uh, at any moment. He's going to be suing me for for yeah. all the good lyrics why I did, had. Why did you sound so good on <laughs> My Wonders? There's a whole thing. Um, but um, follow Rachel. Hit her up. Um, tell her that you enjoyed her on the show. And um, thank you for doing it. And, and uh, I love seeing you crush it. And you're one of those people who I only expect to see your trajectory go up from here and the growth and everything. And I'm really excited for you. And um, yeah, I love seeing you and thank you for doing the show. Thank you so much for having me. And also I really, uh, I'm grateful for you and your support and I really look up to you and it's really cool to also see your journey as well. So grateful to be here to witness it. Well, kindness <laughs> is in good company. Thank Hell you yeah. for being here. Heck yeah. <laughs>